hello and welcome to episode 12 of Need to Read. It's an exciting episode because it's the first time that I've got someone to talk to. Um, not as lonely anymore. I had a guest named Jack Ravel come on the podcast. Uh, you're about to listen to that conversation now. He is a life set and a mindset coach. Uh, if you check out his Instagram, which is at Jack, J-A-C-K-W for the word world or the word word. And then Ravel, which is R-E-V-E-L-L. Check out his Instagram content. He's got loads of IGTV videos that can add value to your life. And, of course, with this conversation, I found that, in fact, any conversation with him can add value. I hope that you all find it as motivational and inspiring as I have. He's a really good guy to have a chat to. And without further ado, what I'll do, I, I will hand over to the conversation that we recorded earlier on Zoom. If there's any technical difficulties, I can only apologise. Not my fault. Okay, Jack, hello. Hi, how are you doing? I'm good, how are you? Very, very well, thank you, very well. Good, good. Now, I came across you on Instagram through Chris Williamson's um, story. I think you went live with him not too long ago, correct? That's correct, yeah, yeah. We did uh, did an Instagram live uh, about two weeks ago now. Yeah, Mm. it was good. Yeah, excellent. Um, so I, I saw on your Instagram that you're a life and a mindset coach, and I'm imagining it takes some heavy reading, sort of getting into something like that. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. It's uh, it's specific reading, but it definitely takes some. Um, yeah, you need to kind of like research your product and definitely do a lot of because it, it's quite it's an interesting industry. It's not sort of like cut and dry with you know like maths that plus that equals that. It's, yeah, it's very subjective, and everyone's got their own method. So. Um, I like reading for the opinions of others, but mm-hmm. also to give me an understanding of kind of where it's come from and also like where it's going because mm. coaching as a whole has been around for, well, it, it's been around for quite a while, but not as, as a guy like coaching as a specific, it's more for like philosophy or, uh, yeah. um, you know, leadership skills and that sort of thing. So, um, there's some big names that have been around for like donkey's years uh, like Napoleon Hill and yeah. Dale Carnegie and those kind of guys, they've written books for, you know, that have kind of stood the test of time. But then there's other guys that are now writing books who are taking it like into much more niche markets as well as different styles, um, yeah. taking what was learned and, and have sort of reimagined it for the 21st century. So yeah, it's a good, I get a good spectrum of different things, but I also read because I get ideas and the ideas mm. is what really excites me. It kind of gives me something to think about and then maybe talk about and share with other people. So yeah, that's, yeah, why, that's why I love reading so much. Yeah, of course. I watched a couple of your book reviews on your Instagram um, the other day and it's quite funny. You do similar to what I do where, you'll read something you're like, well, without ruining it. And then you have to like, you have to pay really close to the line to not ruin yeah. people because I think you're quite similar to me when you read a book and, and you get an idea, you just get excited and it looks like you just want to sort of shout that out to the world and tell people. Absolutely. Um, which I imagine yeah. is quite good in your job because you can just keep recommending books to people all the way through. Yeah, look, it does help. I mean, um, my, my way of doing things, I think you mentioned you do this as well. I, I dog ear the pages mm, that I'd like yes. to kind of go back to. So I'll read a book, page to you know, cover to cover, and I'll sort of like dog ear the pages that 
I either want to go back to for something I want to look into more or something that really stood out as like a quote or a phrase or something that I need to like really remember. And then I have another book that I like note everything down in. Yeah. And then that's what I then use as my kind of like sort of summary, if you like, to then go ahead and, and do, you know, a video on it or, or talk to anyone about or whatever. But it's, it, it started because when I was traveling, yeah. um, I would take books with me, but then obviously do that whole like leave in a hostel, pick up in a hostel type thing. Yeah. But I, I kind of wanted to remember what, you know, there were some books I was quite attached to, as, as you know, I'm sure you get yeah, like, those definitely. books where you're like, oh, and I don't you can't steal. No, exactly. You, get, you know, it's one for <laughs> one, one for one. So um, I, I ended up just writing these, this thing down in, in, in this book. And, um, and, and it just kind of became quite fun because then I'd meet someone who had a cool book and I'd be like, what's that about? And you'd tell me yeah. and I'd be like, well, I just read this. And he's like, what's that about? I was like, ah, I can tell you. And then I've got this whole like notepad on kind of like, and it's not, it's just bullet points and stuff, but it helps with also when I find myself in a position where either on my own or in my own life or with a client or something along those lines where I can remember reading something about it. Uh, Mark Manson is, is, a, is a great example. Yeah, his definitely. philosophy on just life is just very one way. You know, his, his mm. is just like, you know, I don't know if I can swear or not, but it's just like, yeah, yeah, mate, yeah, 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 yeah. literally <laughs> say whatever the fuck you want. It's he, cool. <laughs> he's literally like, you know, shape, shape up or ship off kind of thing. He's like, fucking yeah. do it or just go home. He's kind of yeah. very like black and white, which I love about him, but it's yeah. it's his it's his own way. So when I meet someone who's kind of like in that personality frame, I can sort of go, ah, oh, you'd like Mike Man- Mark Manson and recommend books based on on what his sort of personality type is. So yeah, yeah I definitely think that that reading um gives you that kind of it it gives you something to talk about but it also gives you um something that you can use for either your own life and your own goals and whatever it is or just as knowledge to have as a backup so that you can talk to anyone in any situation i find that's also quite useful yeah i think it's quite a good thing about reading is is you can read for yourself and of course expanding your own minds the greatest part about it But, but the thing that i like most about it is when you you have someone in front of you and they present you with a problem and you remember like a quote or something from a book and you just seem like a genius. Yeah, so absolutely. They, they're like, oh, he's, he's well read. And I'm like, yeah, well, I did just read it last night. It's not something I'm pulling out of like the archives, but it's, um, it's definitely one of those things where people present problems to you in their life and you've actually got some sort of substance to come back with where for a long time in my life when I didn't read, if someone had a problem, I'd sort of just crawl into a shell and blow. Oh, oh, thank God it's not me. Yeah, exactly. So what sort of stuff do you like reading? I, I read very broad at the moment, especially since I've started the podcast. I've started to go a lot sort of more broad, so I'm not getting bored. At the moment, I'm reading Ross Edgeley's book. Oh, I wanted to order that. You have Brilliant. to let me know what it's like. Oh, it's incredible. I, I'm about 250 pages in and I've already ordered my wetsuit. I've already got my goggles. So I'm going to be like a swimmer. Uh, <laughs> That's interesting because I, I, I am a swimmer. I do. I okay. swim. I've, I've done uh, big, long distances. I completed an Ironman earlier in the year. Oh, like, cool. Swimming is my, is my sport. I'm gutted. I can't swim right now because of lockdown. But uh, I obviously knew about Ross because he did the, the lap around the UK yeah. and uh I sort of followed him from then and he has i've literally had in my diary pre-order his book on what it came out like last week or the week before didn't it pre-order his yeah. book uh but it'd be good to good to know what your thoughts are on it because uh, i definitely want to get it yeah definitely well i'll be recording the episode tomorrow so you can look out for that but i can tell i can recommend it now it's it's brilliant and i think for me i read something and i get so into it it's why like i've started like i read about philosophy and now i'm like right well i love philosophy I'm reading about someone swim around the UK. I'm like, I, I live in Bournemouth, so we've got the beach oh, right near awesome. us. 
So I've just set a goal for my next month to swim from pier to pier. So it's Boscombe to Bournemouth pier and it's about a mile. I think in a month's time I should be able to do it. I should probably be able to swim a mile now, but I think in the sea it's a little bit different. You can tell me that if, if it's different in the sea. It is, yeah. You've got a few <laughs> more things to to, to uh, contend with, that's for sure. You yeah. uh, Plus you you got to do this thing called sighting, which is obviously where normally you take you know three, four strokes and then you take a breath to your left and three, yeah. four strokes, breath to your right, whatever sighting you've got every kind of like every every time you do that cycle once you you have to kind of come up and look forward so uh-huh. that you're not basically swimming either one le- one way or the other because there's no pool like there's no line yeah, yeah, of course follow um but you also got the tides and the waves and wildlife of course in there yeah. to tender with but it's more fun because you don't have to tumble turn every five minutes so you get a good rhythm on and yeah. you for me swimming is my meditation that's what i do to switch off uh i've now had to swap that with running so i've, I've now uh, kind of found my group how's that, that going it's good oh, so yeah. if you've done an iron man you're probably all right at running yeah like running i never used to like running it running was definitely something i had to really force myself to like but it was more that particularly with my work i'm all about kind of finding the thing that you don't you don't do in life that you struggle with or that it's challenging and finding out why you struggle with it. And if it's, if it's such a struggle, then how can we make it so that it's not, and it's, it's mm. all in the mindset it's all up here yeah. because ultimately you're the only person stopping you from doing whatever you want to do in life. End of it's the harsh truth. Life. It is the harsh truth. You know, you are somebody who constantly puts themselves down and says, like, oh, I'm not good enough. I'm not this. I'm not that. There's no one else telling you that it's you that's telling yourself that. Right. So that in itself is, is, is a limiting belief that you have about yeah. whatever it might is. And if there's evidence to prove it, then sure, we can go down that avenue. But 99.9% of the time, there's zero evidence proving that you can't do something. Yeah. So, um, yeah, a lot of it is to do with, I, I thought, I thought to myself, right. Could I do an Ironman? Yeah, of course I could do an Ironman. Right. Well, I just got to figure out like how to do it and train for it and all that sort of stuff. Mm. So that was kind of like a goal that I set myself. And up until that point, I, like the longest I'd run was a half marathon, you know, and then yeah. in, in, in the training for that, I ran two marathons and, you know, like cycled loads. And, you know, so it kind of... Oh, no. Hello? You can become... Right there and, and, and you become much, much better at it. Yeah. Um, but yes, swimming, mate, get in, get, definitely get into swimming. It's one of the best exercises you can do for sure. It seems like one of those things, like you say, it's like one of those concentration meditations that people do sort of yoga and, and, but I, I find reading like a concentration meditation where you're sort mm. of, you're, you're focused on that one thing and it does allow sometimes to get that clear mind. A lot of the time you read something, then your brain's popping off all over the place. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting you say about the Ironman. Did you... I know you've read Dave Goggins book, but did you sort of draw from any other books or something whilst you were sort of participating in the Ironman or was it sort of, you just trying to be step by step? I mean, yeah, look, I mean, I've, I've always been quite a all or nothing kind of guy. So when I get an idea in my head, I'm, I'm pretty full steam ahead for that. But then when it's done, I'm quite like, right, what's next? And I've read quite a few books in the past that have given me a lot of perspective on sort of, concentrating on as the as the expression goes i think warren buffett said it once you're better off doing two things well rather than five things half-assed and the book i read recently actually resonated with me the most which is again another chris williamson recommendation which was uh essentialism by Ewan. brilliant isn't it such a good book like really really took like everything i'm doing in my life and made me go 
that's pointless. That's really important. And what that, what was I even doing that for? You know, like it's yeah. just, it just puts everything into perspective. And so, yeah, so th- th- that book I've now obviously read since of doing, doing my race, which, which has helped me more than actually in my, in my business mm-hmm. uh, and made me realize that the, the question I've always asked myself whenever I do anything anyway is, is this serving me or serving somebody else? And it's you usually get that kind of question come up when you feel a bit anxious about doing something. Yeah. So for example, if like, I don't know, you finish work uh, six o'clock on a Friday evening and, and you know that you've got to go home and do something before Saturday morning, or maybe you've got to get up and go for a run or a swim on Saturday morning and yeah. that's in your back of your mind. You've planned that. But everyone's like, oh, let's go to the pub and let, or let's go do this or whatever. And it's not, it's like a, a spontaneous plan. Yeah. You and your mind know that you shouldn't be going because you've got to get up the next day and you know what will happen if you go. But your your sort of social inner person's going like, no, no, let's go out. I want to have fun and whatever. Um, it's, it's when you then have to ask yourself the question, is going out going to serve me or is it going to serve them or serve somebody else? And actually, when you answer that question quite, quite bluntly, like yeah. an essential question, hell yes or hell no, yeah. um, then you end up just making the right decision and there'll always be another time to go out with your friends. Maybe there's yeah. not enough time to do a race or whatever on a Saturday. So yeah, it's kind of changed my world in, in, in that respect. Yeah, definitely. I, I think with those things that the social pressures, I think when you become, when you start reading, it gets a little bit easier to sort of say no to people as well, especially if you're in a good book. Someone's like, Oh, can you come to the pub? I'm like, do you want to talk to me about Ross Edgley? And they're like, nah, I'm like, no, then probably not. <laughs> and, uh, and I find like, especially with essentialism, you, I found essentialism with people in life as well, where there's a lot of people that aren't necessarily keep pushing, pushing you forward in life. And they're people that you've got a a dutiful relationship where you feel like there's a duty towards that person to be their friend because you've known them since you were 10 years old. But Mm. now you're like, I'm 25. I don't know how old you are, but you change a lot. Yeah. Yeah, You change a lot in 20, 15 years. And I think with essentialism, one thing I, I pulled from that is that sometimes it's okay to just say no, mm. just, uh, and say that as an indefinite no, because we all change and saying yeah. no to people, there's power in it. And I think, like he says, it's quite liberating just to be able to say no to people whenever they ask you to do something or when you ask yourself to do something like, oh, well, should I go downstairs and, and have that cereal? And then it's like you say is it serving me or is it serving others? It's not serving others. It's not serving me. Let's not bother. Exactly. Yeah. It's funny, isn't it? How, you know, you, you, you hit the nail on the head there with, with things that if you're strong about what you want and what you stand for, and I suppose it comes down to like what your values are really, Mm. um, you can be very much more decisive about what kind of you want in life. And a lot of the time when someone's pressurizing you to do something, if unless they say if, if they take you at first answer yes or no then then fine but if they start badgering you for it it's usually because they have insecurities around the fact they're going to then do it on their own or that you're not going to be there yeah. and so if you say no and stick to your word and sort of don't like you know that's it that's final people respect that a lot more yeah. and um i found that really really pre- like prevalent when i was i went sober last year for 90 days it was sort yeah. of like the longest I suppose stint I've done in my adult or recent adult life. Yeah. And the first kind of a couple of weeks, so hard because people just like know me for being me. And I'm a very sociable, outgoing guy, and I'll always be at everything I can possibly be at. But yeah. normally I'd have a drink in my hands. And I just decided that I was going to be like that before, but without the drink. And so 
when people were like, what do you want for the bar? I'm like, oh, just, just get me a, you know, a, they, oh, I can't remember the name of the, the they're called something, uh, the cans of like cloudy apple uh, juice or something. Oh, anyway, I used to love um, them, like um, Crawston's or Kraut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, know, I know what you mean. Yes. Crawford Press, Crawford yeah. Press, those things. They're really, really good. So I'll be like, one of them, please. And they'll be like, what, with what? I'm like, just on its own, on, with ice maybe. <laughs> Gin, <laughs> vodka, skiers. <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, just, just that on its own. I'm not drinking. Why are you not drinking? Oh my God. And then it's like that whole, and I'd try and avoid the whole, I'm not drinking, so I'll have this. I'll just say, I'll yeah. have that. And the, there, was, there were a few of my friends who were just like, yeah, sure, no worries. But it took probably like once for most people just to realize that, okay, Jack's not drinking. Mm. Took a few more times for some other people. And for the people that didn't accept it, I just don't see anymore. Yeah. Even, yeah. even now that I'm back, kind of, I've had a drink since. And like, you know, I've, I'm much more consciously aware of my drinking. It's like something yeah. I do very sporadically. But those people I just don't see anymore because I know that that's clearly a bit of a problem for them. So yeah. I'm here, I'm there, there, and we're going the same way in terms of life. But like, we can't ever, you know, we can't ever meet up because it's just yeah. not going to work in that respect. So yeah, which I'm fine with. And actually the decision I made has made it so that I now respect them more and they probably respect me more because they're not, we're not going to fall out over the fact that we're going to the pub and one of us isn't drinking. So, yeah. yeah. Cause there's authenticity there, isn't there? Because you're saying this is the way that I want to live my life. This is the way that you want to live your life. Unfortunately at the moment, they, they don't quite align. Yeah. So you go this way, you go that way, have a fantastic time. There's nothing wrong with you, but also don't try and pressure me to have a beer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, that's the one thing I don't understand in, in life is, if you say no to having a drink or, or no to something, people are like, oh, why? I'm not. If, if someone offered me crack and I said no, no one, no one would ask me why I'm not. No, and that, oh man, I get that. I get that <laughs> so much. It's just like, not the fact everyone offers me crack. I don't yeah. get that all up. <laughs> yeah, I've had uh, that for a while. <laughs> I, I, get, I get that whole, you know, why is alcohol and, I mean, look at, okay, look at this here. Look at this way, right? 2007 the smoking ban came into the UK, right? Yeah. We were not allowed to now smoke in places, in, in yeah. indoors, okay? So from 2007 to, let's say 2017, 10 years, yeah. that, that, the amount of people that smoke has declined hugely, right? Yeah. Massively, because people used to just light up when they're in the pub. Now you've got to make the effort to go outside. And obviously in the UK, it rains a lot and, you know, people, but it becomes, it almost becomes more of a, it becomes more antisocial to go for a cigarette than it used to be yes. the other way around right now. I think that the same thing is happening for booze yeah. and also for things like plant-based diets and, you know, that sort of thing as well, because, you know, I'm plant-based, but only recently mm. since like sort of August, September last year. It's only, it's and... only taken you 18 minutes to say it. So you're doing, you're doing better than most vegans there. Brilliant. Right. <laughs> awesome. Thanks. We've got that out of the way. Everyone. <laughs> He's a vegan. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Cause I, I've also had this discussion with someone like yeah. vegan. I've, I've still got, I think, well, I call it a leather wallet. It's probably yeah. like leather, but anyway, uh, it's, you know, but I, I, I just eat a plant-based diet. Yeah. That. And, How do you uh, feel? Obviously your endurance is, is good. Do you know what? And that's the whole reason I started doing mm. it. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll touch on that in a second. But the, the thing with, with, you know, you go in for a restaurant and the reason I don't think I was plant-based before September last year was because mm. you go to a restaurant and there'd be like nothing available. There's you no couldn't choice. get anything. Mm. So you'd be like, well, I don't really want to just eat breadsticks and olive oil. So um, what am I going to do? Whereas now, especially in London, you know, there is a yeah. lot of options and it makes it a lot more easy and people have started to jump, jump onto the whole thing. But um, the reason I went, plant-based in the first place was because of training um yeah. i've always been into my fitness full stop like whether it be 
training for CrossFit or doing, you know, swimming or whatever it might be. Yeah. And when I booked the Ironman, I knew that I had to really step up. Like this was a big, big challenge. And I wanted to get myself down. Like I wanted to lose a bit of weight, A. Yeah. And I also wanted to test my endurance because that's basically what an Ironman is about. Yeah. Right? And I knew I had it up here, but I didn't know I had it everywhere else. And I spoke to a couple of friends who were in, in the game. And they said to me, like, uh, you know, I, I know your history. I know what you're capable of. Have you tried this, this, and this? I said, yeah, man, I've tried that diet. I've tried intermittent fasting. I've tried all this sort of stuff. Then one of them said, have you tried going plant-based? And a couple of times, he's like, no, man, plant-based. And I said, no, I haven't. All right. And he said, okay, cool, just try it. Try it for a month and see how you feel. And I did. And I'll be honest with you, it was a shit month. I, I yeah. was constantly hungry. Um, my body didn't know what the hell was going on. I found myself in a real like, what, what am I even doing here? I felt really lethargic and then yeah. I like, couldn't sleep properly and my bloated. Anyway, come like, I think to the system. big time, big time. Because you're kind of like putting stuff into your body more regularly that you're not used to. It's lots of fiber and all that sort of stuff. Anyway, come, come sort of 22, 23 days in mm. and my body just like went, all right, cool. This is, this is you now. And ever since I have found that I feel great. I sleep much better. Um, I, I used to have kind of three or four coffees a day. I have one now in the morning just because yeah. I like the taste. I don't even need it sometimes, but it's just, you know, mm. that's something I like to have. Um, I've definitely switched from being a sort of a night owl to an early bird. Um, I've lost a lot of weight, not like in a bad mm. way, but I, I feel and feel and, healthy. And, uh, yeah, I feel healthy. And, you know, and, I, and, I, and I've run long further, swam further, cycled further than I ever have. So yeah. I personally think it's a really, really good thing for people if they want to try something new however yeah. disclaimer i'm not a, i'm not a, obviously a health professional but yeah. <laughs> i think there's definitely some people that react better to it than others so mm. i would say if you're curious definitely give it a go for the 30 days and see how you feel but be strict with yourself and actually do it properly because you'll only ever get the right result from that yeah. or go and get a dietetics test i think i pronounced that right yeah basically where they give you a little swab in your mouth and then they yeah. send it off to a lab and it comes back and tells you what you're intolerant to. And if okay. you're intolerant to things like dairy and, you know, things like that, then usually being plant-based is better. That's smart, isn't it? It's one of those exactly. things. See, I, I would go vegan for ethical reasons, but mm. I just, I love chicken and I like eggs. <laughs> yeah. I can, I can cut out cheese. I, I don't actually like cheese. And everyone, when I say that, sort of, oh, what about pizza? What about halloumi? So I, I used to not mind pizza, but because of that question and my inability to just lie to people without <laughs> r making it really obvious that I'm lying, I just say now that I don't eat pizza. And they're like, oh, do you not like it? I'm like, nah. So I couldn't be like, oh, I don't like cheese. And then I'd say, oh, what about pizza? And I identify as a person that doesn't like cheese. And then they hit me with the pizza thing. I'm like, oh no, this is bad. And what, what can I come up with now? So I just cut out pizza altogether. I don't eat cheese, don't drink milk, no butter. The only thing for me is chicken and eggs and chocolate. Nice, yeah. And other, other than that, I'd love to go vegan. I'd quite like to feel sort of that light. And, and I've definitely done days where I'm just like pure vegetarian without mm. even realizing. And I genuinely think without starting to read, I wouldn't be open-minded to things like that because I used to be very close-minded. Like, yeah, I agree. Just very much, I'm on this path, this is what I do oh, vegans don't wash. And like, it, it, it's typical. That's three years ago. I would probably would have been like that. Whereas now, like, I can, I can make jokes, but I, like, I don't mean it. 
I would, I would, I would never take the piss out of you. Like we've only just met over Zoom. I've done it because I'm, I'm open to it. Yeah. And and like it's something that I probably will try at some stage once I manage to wean myself off the chocolate, which um, it's not going so well at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know that if you get anything over seventy percent, was it seventy, maybe eighty yeah. percent dark, it's already vegan because it's just pretty much cocoa. Okay, that's a good yeah. point. Yeah. So when if you I... see. If you go into Tesco's and, and you see uh, chocolate, it's, I think it's 80%. I'm going yeah. to just go with that. 80% and it says vegan, then it's just yeah. marketing. Like I went in there once and saw some carrots that said vegan on them. I oh, that classic. Funny. I love vegan carrots anyway. They're, they're far better. <laughs> Much better. Three times the price. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Like it. Like it. <laughs> it's like that, Bourne, that Bourneville chocolate as well is yeah. vegan. But that's the kind of chocolate that like if, if you haven't got any in the house and you're really, really desperate and you go to your mum's cooking cupboard, you're like, oh, Bourneville. <laughs> bastard and then you just tuck in anyway because you're that exactly <laughs> super bitter super yeah. bitter exactly yeah. so what would you say what would you say is your but the book that's influenced you the most in in, in your life that you've that you've you've read and what do you think it's taken you've taken from that so well so he's, he's leaving the interview now which is great um the alchemist for me by paolo coelho mm-hmm. one of my favorite it. books i heard it uh, well, I'll tell you what, I'll send it to you after this as a thank you for coming on. Um, oh, that's very kind of you. me your address um, on email. It's one of, it's the book I've probably given it to about six people now. Um, it's a fable about a, a young sort of shepherd boy growing up in Spain who, who sees a vision of, of his treasure, which is, is somewhere beyond the pyramids in Egypt. And this is a time before you can just fly. He travels along this journey and there's a lot of, um, a lot of, things that happen to him along the way. He sees omens that lead him on a different journey. And it's about not being set on one path and being sort of agile with what you want in life and being able to just take, take what's in front of you. Sort of the, the more fatty thing. I imagine you know that from sort of stoic philosophy. Yeah. Um, it's not got too much of stoic in there. That's my view on it, but you just sort of love what's happening to you at the time and you make your, your move based on what's in front of you. And yeah. that book helped me move to Australia. Unfortunately, coronavirus helped me move back. Um, but I, I will sort of get back out there. And I think the impact that book has sort of had on my life has just been so profound that I just want to just shove it down people's throats and, and get them to read it. And it's quite a short book as well. Um, and everyone sort of takes something different from that book. One of, one of my friends that I met in Australia, when I met her for a coffee, she had that book and I was like, ah, oh, yes we're going to be good friends. Yeah. It's good when you find someone that's got like puts a book down. Yeah. I, I get that vibe from some people. And uh, I've also, I love looking at people that have good, good quotes about books they've read or, or quotes from books they've read. Um, not necessarily one from a book, but I, I found a quote the other day, which I loved, which was from Albert Einstein, which mm-hmm. is about sort of new beginnings. And yeah. um, it basically said, learn from yesterday, live today and look forward to tomorrow. Mm. And it just like, you know, when you, you know, when you're, someone's just made up a sentence and just, yeah, exactly. Like mic drop. Oh yeah. And Mind I was blown. like, I wish, you know, think cause if people like him, Mark Twain, like all these other people that swear, I swear they basically just have quotes coming out of their ears. I, I, oh. I mean, don't know what life was like back then, but maybe they just sat down every day and made up something and maybe no one else yeah. was doing it. That's why theirs are so profound, but it, it makes, it makes me laugh. So I'm like, I really want to think of a cool quote, but they've all been taken. It's yeah, like, yeah. yeah, it's like, uh, it's just like, like ideas. Yeah fuck bitches get money and that's that's what we have to go for <laughs> um, oh dear what what about for yourself is there any sort of particular books that you 
kind of you know, shove in people's faces or that you love and, and you like to sort of hand out or just the one that you find is yeah, your favourite? I'm, I'm looking at my shelf now because I feel like but if I've given it to someone, it's not going to be there. Um, what is the book that I... Do you know what, actually? Where is my... Where is... Give me, give me one second. I'm just going right. my... Uh, my white book where is it yeah this is this is my my book that i put everything in ah. i'm just gonna look through because i had i had a couple of books i took traveling with me and i read i've read quite a few that i definitely felt were ones that i like really mm. resonated with and i gave them to people away because I, while i was away because i was like yes this is going to be something that i i, I really want to pass yeah. on kind of thing um I mean, the one I've just flicked onto is Vex King, Good Vibes, Good Life. He's, his, his book's very, like, it's very, it's very much about my industry and kind of just, that, you know, you, you get, get back what you put out and all that sort of stuff with positive vibes and, yeah. you know, just being, being grateful every day and all that sort of stuff. Ah, that's it. You actually posted the other day, Indistractable. Ah, yes. Yeah. I'm, try, I'm trying, yeah. trying to get him on. Um. He is, <laughs> it's just very practical shit. Like, I love it. And that's, that's so it's so easy to read because you're like, of course that makes so much sense. And it makes, you know, just, it, it, it's simple. Instead of trying to like gain things from your life, you know, take away the distractions and then you'll be able to have more time to do the yeah. things you actually want to do in your life. But the way he writes is, is super easy. And like the one big takeaway I took from that, which I now can't try and, 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 uh, and ingrain into my life is the, the no white box policy. Yeah. Um, you know, where you essentially stat, you get your diary and let's say, um, I mean, I actually heard this first through Tim Urban, uh, the yeah. Wait But Why uh, blog. He, yeah. um, he basically says, like, your, your life's made up into boxes, right? One-hour boxes. So if you take a day, you've got 24 boxes. Uh, let's pretend you sleep for eight, so you've got 16 left. Of those 16, how do you spend them? And uh, he, he starts talking about how when you actually break it down into the things you need to do, the things you yeah. like to do, and the things you, you know, what to want to do, whatever, you you actually don't have a lot of time to yourself. And so what by tick, what, tick, you know, time boxing allows you to do is actually make that time for yourself. Okay. And they touch yeah. a little bit on it in, in, um, uh, in, in essentialism as well. Uh, because they're saying like, unless you plan your day or plan your life, somebody yeah. else will for you. Mm -hmm. So by actually saying, you know what, today I'm going to, I'm going to do my emails and I'm going to go to work and I'm going to do this. Some time. And we're just losing a you a little bit there. Oh, oh no, we're back. We're back. It's all good. Back. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, you know, you, you're going to book in that me time, right? And the me time is going to be stuff that literally is reading a book or having a nap or playing PlayStation or doing whatever yeah. you want to do. And I think don't people don't necessarily do that enough for themselves and then wonder why they get burnt out and feel overwhelmed when their life's just getting too crazy. Mm. And, you know, then they, 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 they do almost all or nothing. It's like that whole thing of, Oh, I, I hear so many people talk, tell me like, Oh my God, I can't wait for my holidays. I've just been so working so hard and doing all this sort of stuff. And I just want a week to do nothing. I'm like, how can you go from doing yeah. like full 90 miles an hour for the whole of your life to like nothing? Like, I don't, I can't personally yeah. do it. I get no, too no, agitated no. one day. Yeah. Maybe Sunday. And I'm like, I'm chill, whatever, but like five, six, seven days in a row. I, like it, it, I'm by like day two. I'm like, Fucking, you know, the jet ski over there. Oh, I'm yeah. on rock. Like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm, you know, I'm that. Just like an like, excited child that goes exactly. on that just wants to do stuff, and their parents just fed up with them. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm that person completely. I, I can't really sit still. Yeah. When I'm so, away, and I just want to do stuff. 
so then why not embed that kind of lifestyle into everyday life so that you feel like you're getting excitement every single day? And I know the problem people say it's time, right? Yeah. Time, of course, is the most finite and valuable commodity that we own in our entire lives. There's no way we could have any more of it. Uh, well, not yet anyway. And so it, use it wisely. But then where are you spending your time? And this brings back to what we were saying about indistractable and essentialism and everything. Like where are you spending your time and what are you actually doing that's serving your purpose? And if you know what you're you're, you're doing in life, it makes it a lot easier because you can go, that doesn't serve me. So get rid of it. That does serve me. Let's do all of that, you know? And so it allows you to then give yourself that, that time to yourself. So for me, mornings for me are my, are my time to myself like i i've been a bit all over the place in the last few weeks because of lockdown and not really knowing what's going on and imagine. And, and stuff like that so my my schedule's been a bit up in the air but this month i made some serious goal i know, saw goal. i saw i saw those this morning I saw. yeah so those goals are you know for one of them is to, to basically join the 6am club one day hopefully with the 5am club but i'm gonna start mm. start realistic um but between six and essentially nine that's my time. So my time is going to be going for a run or a swim or a cycle, whatever I want to do, mm. maybe reading some book, doing my emails, if that's what I want to do, you know, maybe yeah. reading, uh, you know, f- playing around in my room, building, whatever. I'm going to just do stuff for me. Yeah. Then when nine o'clock hits, then I can start work like everybody yeah. else. But I've done my stuff and I kind of feel like my day has been started in the right way. So, yeah, I think if anyone's listening and they want to take some time or they, they don't feel like they've got enough time for themselves, yeah. Look at where you can make up some time when you're not being needed by everybody else in your life, i.e. work, mm. family, friends. Okay. Yeah. And if that is normally usually the morning, because as we all know, the day always gets away with us and things always prop up and always things always overrun because that's just life. So if you can start your day in the right way with things that you want to do and make, you know, get them out of the way, yeah. you feel a less pressure to then have to do it later but also you just feel like you've gotten something more out of the day than just doing it for other people. And therefore you don't feel, you know, as, 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 as yeah. uh, you don't feel like you're just giving, giving, giving without giving anything, get, taking anything back. Yeah. And of course, and, and once you've got up and you've, and you've done your stuff between six and nine, like you've already won the day. Yeah, you've, exactly. you've done it. So, so I'm, I would say I'm 5am club, but it's not by choice. And it's not that I'm, particularly sort of hard working go get it it's just my body my circadian rhythm like i just i just get up at five and i hate it sometimes because i get up i'm like all oh, the it's nice and like living in Bournemouth, I'm like, oh i could catch a sunrise and i'm like oh but that was half an hour ago so i get up and i meditate for half an hour i read for a bit i journal and then i go and walk the dog and i get back at half eight maybe after like an hour yeah. and a half walk and i have breakfast i'm like well because at the moment like, i'm i'm not working I, I came back from australia to this where i don't really i wouldn't know where to look i've applied for a job at tesco's and got rejected so i was like well if that's not a sign just to <laughs> kind of podcast and read then then whatever Mate, you're doing um, the right thing doing the right yeah. thing i like it i like it it's good um, um back onto your question though I've, i have found the book i reckon right now would be the book that i recommend to people yeah. as as a sort of like chuck it at you and it's uh, i'm pronounced pronouncing this so wrong i know but ikagai uh the japanese philosophy about yeah. um oh, somebody told me about, yes so it's a small book I'm, i say small mm. it's a probably about 120 pages it really is yeah. uh, a, a day read kind of thing and it talks about basically where your purpose is in life and why that's important is because it talks about how you can do things every single day that are serving 
the things that you are it's important to you so it's all individualized and, and you know making you can you always have to look at what's important to you and it comes back to sort of values i was talking about earlier yeah. but if you can know that your your day has to be made up of xyz and this this and this if you do that every single day that's going to have a compound interest going forward into your later life. And the thing is we live a life a bit like Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Okay. We start off needing everything from the world. We get to a pinnacle at the point where we are basically our our peak. And then we start coming down the the slope again and we get to the point where we need everything from everyone else at our old age. Mm. But at that point, right, you've got a world of knowledge in your back of in the back of your mind of what you've been through and all the wisdom and all the rest of it. And you feel like you were when you were there, but you're practically and sort of almost physically there. So yeah, you, you're not getting your sleep. You're you've probably got cancer because everyone seems to get it nowadays. Like it's probably not going too well for you when you get old. And but you've got everything in your head, like you said. Yeah, exactly. So then the things that are important to you, the things that will that, that you can't just pick up like you can now are, 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 things, are things like, um, you know, like eating well, um, like laughing every day, um, family, um, you know, getting regular sun, regular movement, you know, having uh, as little processed food and as little alcohol as possible. Those things like if you stop doing them now or start doing them now, depending on what, what, what you like to do, they're going to have a compound interest until the end of your life. Whereas if you start yeah. them when you're already at that point, it's almost pointless. It's almost like, well, you might as well just continue the way you're going because you're going to be miserable if that's the way that you've lived your life. And now you're going to start this living. Your yeah. life. So I definitely say that that is kind of a book that I've met quite a few people on the way that are like, Oh, you seem like you've got your life together. And I'm like, believe me, I don't, yeah. I'm still figuring out but <laughs> one question the one thing i would say and i've written this down in big capitals is never stop learning yeah that is understandably or categorically the thing that i always think to myself is never ever stop learning because regardless of what it is you never know when you might need it you know broadening your horizons broadening your mind broadening your knowledge Mm is something that you can do. You don't have to be from a certain background or a certain place or a certain, you know, whatever. Anyone can do it. And if you've got a passion for something, which is what this is all about, passion and purpose, yeah. then yeah. why not? You know, just read. And, and the thing is right now, and people will be listening to this obviously during lockdown or the back of yeah. the lockdown, Chris mentioned it as well in the podcast that I did with him, but like, what have you done in the last two months that you mm. can look, turn around and go like, you know what, if lockdown hadn't happened, I wouldn't have done that. Yeah podcast the question yeah exactly like ed what you're doing with the podcast is awesome like when you reached out to me and said i I was like 100 percent yes because that's such a wicked idea and i love it right and i think that people need to just do what they they enjoy and whether they monetize it or not doesn't matter Mm. so long as it makes them happy and so long as they enjoy doing it that's more important monetization and like you know business or whatever if you ever want to go down that route will come at a later stage it will because as history has proven to itself time and time and time again, if you put something in, you're going to get something out. So mm. if you start doing these, these shows and you do say a hundred of them and, and you know, and you're just doing them for the fun of it, you never know the hundred and one, you might get someone call you and go, Hey man, I've been listening to your shows for this entire time. And I think you're great. Um, would you be in, up for interviewing, I don't know, Dale Carnegie or losing? Yeah. But, you, know, you know what I mean? Someone like Rob Some Moore. Joe Rogan, please. <laughs> Joe Rogan, yeah. And, yeah. And, and, you know, we're going to pay you because you, your, your interview styling yeah. is amazing and that's kind of mm. what we want you for. You know, that would make all of the 100 episodes worth yeah. it, correct? It's like, it's like the Atomic Habits. Have you read that, James Clear? I imagine you have. I haven't. And you know why yeah. I haven't? It's because I've got this one. This is the book that is it's very similar, but it's 
Tiny Habits by yeah. DJ, DJ Fogg. Um, Atomic Habits, I do want to read mm. because that is something that is, uh, is, is one that I've, I've, I've heard is a good book. Uh, and obviously it's got major reviews and everywhere and stuff. And I hear it thrown around a lot, but I'll be honest with you. I went to a talk with him and I got that mm. book first and then I yeah. heard about Atomic Habits. So, but yeah, yeah. man, I, I, I'll be, uh, Get it on the I'll list. Definitely, keen, definitely on the list. Yeah. It's uh, it's one of those books like you're talking about sort of the compound effect and like me chucking out episodes until I get a hundred. It's like when ice is melting, there's changes at every sort of degree of temperature, but you don't see that until it goes from zero to one degrees or minus one to one degrees that's when it starts melting you don't see the 36 degrees it moved prior to that and it's like the whole sort of iceberg thing you see the tip of the iceberg but you don't see what's under it and sort of holding it there and it's the the compound effect of that like in atomic habits he talks about dave brailsford um you probably know him if if you like cycling um can you hear me i just i just lost a little bit then yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Yeah. Um, so Dave Brailsford took over the British cycling team, made those 1% changes, which then all sort of compounded into the most successful cycling team the world's ever seen. And hopefully that continues for a long time because we need to be good at something. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's like that, that compounding impact. And I feel like in life, when, when, you've, when you're faced with a decision that's like, shall I get out of bed now or shall I wait? That's when you need to draw on that 1% method, you're like, right, well, this 1%, it's not going to mean much today, but in three weeks time or in three years time or 30 years time, getting out of bed today might be the thing that makes a difference. Exactly. Man, if anyone is listening that does that and has that problem getting out of the bed, either read mm. Atomic Habits or read David Goggins, Can't Hurt Me, because that book will get you out of bed quicker than anything. <laughs> it, his Absolutely. philosophy on everything is just like, he's a nutter i'm not gonna i'm just gonna say it. he's a crazy crazy man and he's done mm. some incredible things but he he asks he talks about how and exactly that same question why am i doing this and like if you've set yourself a goal or a challenge or whatever you gotta ask yourself every day why am i doing this and then continue to do that thing every single day and it's right you know if you do something today then it's going to be easier to do tomorrow and easier to do the next day and then the next day and by a week's time you're going to be like why the hell was i even fretting about that you yeah know, it's, it's something that you, it's almost so so medial that you can just be like oh, I've, I've, I've just i've just done it right and that's also why journaling and keeping a track of kind of where you've been is really important as well because yeah. you can always like I, I do this with my clients a lot i look at you know there's a mountain they've got to climb right the mountain is at the top of the mountain is the goal they want to achieve and there's lots of ways to get up the mountain you know you can go fast route but you're going to be probably really tired it's going to be sort of sore to do it or you can sort yeah. of take a longer route and a more exploratory route and that's all, all sort of stuff but there's going to be a point along the way where you feel like giving up. Yeah. And those moments are when you have to turn around and look back at where you've come from. You know, you're not at the bottom of the mountain anymore. You're halfway up or half or whatever way up, yeah. but you've gone that far. So you need to look at what you've done to get to this point. And if you got to this point, there's no reason why you can't keep going further. Yeah. You just got to reiterate and work on the strengths and, and the pull in things that you've done to get you to this stage and i mean i hear, i see it all the time it's that sort of deflating like oh, i just can't see this happening yeah. i'm like right well when you started this did you see yourself getting to this point no okay what does that what does that tell you right yeah. bang doo, doo, and then you just start like pacing you know you almost set the new goal from that point and go well yeah. look let's get you to this point but use what you've done already as a, as a, as a driving force to get you back up that mountain so yeah. yeah man there's some super motivational books out there and i love that you've got a similar reading yeah. 
library to me. Yeah, I was I was just about to say then um, it's almost like in in meditation you've got like the beginner's mind, and I think that's something that everyone can sort of take into every day. Whether you're climbing a mountain or your own metaphorical mountain, when you look back, it's just about sort of beginning again. When you go into that task with your sort of blind optimism or like proper optimism you you go into it with a beginner's mind so you know that like right well i'm just starting i'm just starting at this different stage it's not about what's already behind me because that's done that doesn't matter i'm essentially i'm starting this news challenge from this stage here and then tomorrow i'll start it again from this stage here um for those that can't see the video i'm putting my hand up and up and up as if i'm going (laughs) up a, a metaphorical mountain but i think coming into things with the beginner's mind and looking back and also when you were talking about sort of climbing mountains, it's a lot easier to fall down a mountain than it is to get up. Oh, and yes. the oh, trouble yes. with that is you'll get hurt on the way down because you'll be butt hurt at yourself for falling down the mountain and losing all that progress. And I think it's like one of those things like for you, let's say you had a day where you just didn't want to be vegan anymore. And you went to like five guys. I'm thinking that's probably like the dirtiest meat that I can, I can imagine from when I used to eat beef. Like I remember that mm-hmm. was, they're pretty powerful. If you went and had two Five Guys burgers, you'd have fallen down your your sort of mountain of your journey as sort of like plant based, and you're going to get hurt by it because one, you're just going to be really disappointed in yourself. Yeah. Two, you're going to feel like shit, and because you've been yeah. plant based so long, you're probably just going to shit your pants. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so there's falling down the mountain, and it does it does have a negative impact in your life, and that's why I think it's so important when people do start a journey, whatever their motivation is just to sort of keep going. So I feel like they owe it to themselves or you owe it to yourself to, to keep pushing through that. And I wish I could take my own advice. I think that's That's the the thing. Yeah. It's, it's so hard to give your own, to yourself own advice because you've got no accountability on anyone kind of checking in on you. And so, uh, you know, I, I get the same problem sometimes, but Mm. I tend to use social media as my, as my accountability uh, mirror, if you like, as David Goggins says, Uh, he, um, you know, I use that as my, as my proof that I said, right this time last month I said I was going to do this and this, this is where I am. And I kind of like have to feel like I'm, especially with my work, but also just for myself yeah. that I'm con- con- continuously progressing in everything I do. So yeah, it's, it's, it's super, super good. And um, so after Ross Edgley, what's the next, uh, what's next on the list? What's your next book? Well, I'm reading a couple, like I, I read multiple books at the same time, but this Ross Edgley book okay. sort of taken over. I'm reading the Tower of Pooh as well. Um, so like the Tao, Tao philosophy in Winnie the Pooh. Okay. It's brilliant. I like the way that Winnie the Pooh was written was genius anyway. Um, and the way I think it's Ben Hoff is over the other side of the room. Otherwise I'd grab it. But um, yeah, it's, yes. it's, just, it's, it's quite well written. I'm only about 20 pages in and I sort of pick up the other book when I just want to have a break from, from the current book I'm on. But mm. um, the next one, cause I've got it on my pile that I can see over here is Utopia for Realists. Okay, nice. I haven't, I haven't read that yet. Um, but I'm quite excited. I think I'll probably finish the Ross Edgley book today and I'll get on that. But yeah. I've honestly, ever since I came back from Australia in mid-March and I've ordered about 25, 30 books. Good work. Um, so I'm just, I'm just slowly making my way through them. Um, my pile is pretty intimidating. Some of the, some of the books in there, like uh, The Laws of Human Nature. Have you? No, I haven't heard of that one. Uh, it's by Rob, Robert Green. It's about 800 pages and it looks so intimidating. The words are really small. So I'm just like, right, well, I'm just going to put you at the bottom of the pile and I'll, I'll get to you another day. Um, oh man, I've had a book on my shelf like that. My, my, <laughs> my version of that is uh, Principles by Ray Delalio. 
Oh yeah, I haven't Let heard of it. Let me just show you this. Yeah. This is, uh, this is a fucking beast of a book. Like oh, it's wow. just, and, and it's, it's just, I mean, I don't know how many pages it is, but yeah, 650. Mm. And uh, it's just, it's basically about sort of work and life and how the principles of everything kind of, if you have the principles in set, yeah. like, you, you know, you'll, you'll be fine. But again, it's, I always kind of put a book on top of it. Like, oh, maybe I'll read that one first. They always, they always look and get around to it. If it yeah, looks exactly. nice on the shelf, who needs to read it? It doesn't. Yeah, exactly. It's got a nice binder. It looks <laughs> yeah. good. You know, it's kind of like fancy, fancy uh, yeah. cover and stuff. But um, I've actually just started um, Malcolm Gladwell's Outliers. Have you, have you, have you heard of that one? Brilliant book. I love Malcolm yeah. Gladwell as an author. I think he's genius. Yeah. So I, I heard about him. I've obviously heard his name, but I, I heard about his book talk, talking to strangers or talking with strangers. Yeah. Um, and I, and I kind of, I heard the synopsis through someone I knew and they said, yeah, definitely have a look at it. It'd be interesting. Uh, especially because I'm, I'm, I'm obviously meeting lots of people from different backgrounds with my work and, and yes. now with, you know, just socially, but it's, it's, uh, it's something that I kind of wanted to, but then I saw the book outliers and I read a review on that and it sounded a bit more kind of like, I wanted to read that first to get his writing style, but I love the way he writes already. And I definitely will be ordering more of his books, but um, yeah, I, I love outliers so far has been really interesting just purely because again, it's factually based yeah. like science, but similar to sort of Daniel Kleinman, you know, with, with thinking fast and slow, he kind of takes real stuff that's happened in history, yeah. evaluates it, looks at why something's happened and you're like, Oh Yeah. That, that actually so has smart. happened and i didn't yeah. realize that was such, you know you, you look at everything through this tunnel and they're looking at it through mm. this tunnel and it's it's super super interesting but um yeah i'm, I'm excited to get to the end of that yeah. one actually really david and david and goliath is a good one as well by malcolm gladwell and it's, it's sort of yeah. a, a tale of underdogs and misfits and it's just it's like a feel-good read and he starts off talking about the actual story of david and goliath but from a different spin on it to say that sort of goliath had some sort of syndrome which meant he could never stop growing which affected his eyesight which then meant that when david threw the stone or whatever he did um it took him out a lot easier than if he was actually a full-blown giant with yeah. the capabilities of a normal man and he just it's like an alternate look at things like that, which is really interesting, especially the other books that, like you said about talking to strangers, I actually put that on my story earlier with everything um, that's sort of going on in America. It's not a subject I want to get on because we, we could be here for hours and we're two, I'm assuming sort of white middle-class males. That we shouldn't really have an opinion, but we, we can have a voice to sort of speak up about that. But talking to strangers throughout the whole book, you based it on Sandra Bland, who, was a woman in Texas in 2015 um, and she was pulled over for not signaling um, a lane change pretty much pulled over because of racial profiling ended up actually killing herself in prison um, they hadn't checked on sort of mental health issues um, but it goes through the whole um, the whole process in which this police officer just judged her before actually speaking to her and if you listen to the audiobook of Talking Strangers, I don't know if you like audiobooks when you're running or anything like that. He also plays clips um, from the the actual recordings. It's really yeah. really interesting. Interesting, yeah. Look, I'm I'm I'll be honest with you. The the audiobook stuff I like when I'm driving. Mm. I like podcasts when I'm running. Um, I don't know why. I just can't seem to. 
uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, for some reason, I've, I'm concentrating. I'm thinking about other stuff when I'm yeah. running. So then when I'm with a story, I have to like really concentrate. And so when I'm driving, I'm really concentrating and I've kind of got that in between. But yeah, yeah podcasts when I run definitely help me because uh, I can kind of like pick up on things will prick my ears. And I'm like, oh, what's yeah. that? And then I have to yeah. stop and write them down. <laughs> it's like, it's like someone's with you as well, isn't it? It's like you've got a friend running with you, but you don't actually have to have the exactly hindrance of someone else slowing you down of yeah, course <laughs> exactly have you you've, I'm, I'm assuming you've heard um, uh, modern wisdom uh, chris chris's yes. podcast yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah that that i run to that a lot and that's a really good podcast yeah. it's um it's just you know exactly what it says on the tim it's modern wisdom and yeah. uh, i i appreciate his his view on life and um yeah that that live i did with him was really really refreshing uh, yeah. and i really enjoyed doing that with him but yeah he's a, he's a good he's a good good egg and i like uh love, love to see where he's gonna go in life yeah definitely he's, he's smashing out so many podcasts at the moment I, I sent him a message the other day saying do you want to come on it's obviously it's a long shot for me because i've just started but i'm just sending out messages sort of Dude, left, left right and center and he said come back to me at the end of summer so that's that's what i'll do um, that's great yeah look at the end of the day down you got to put yourself out there and you never know what will come back. And actually one thing that I can, if I, if I can speak from experience here mm. with the lives that I've been doing, particularly, um, you know, I was nervous about doing them to start with. I didn't really know how they'd come across, mm. but I thought, you know what, I'm just going to do them and see how they go. And it was actually a friend of mine, Ben, who is a personal trainer. And um, he said, do you want to come on mine? And I said, mate, that'd be great and da, 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 whatever. And then it just kind of got me thinking, like, why not? Like, what have I got to lose? And now I've got people who I don't even know messaging me saying like, hey, man, I love your lives. Like, who else have you got coming up next? And, you know, have you got any tips for if I wanted to start doing them myself and all this sort of stuff? And I love that because yeah. I've inspired other people to do it. And I think that that is the most important thing about whatever you do in life. So long as you can inspire others to yeah. do things that they want to do and that they love. I, I don't get when people are like, oh no, I'm not going to tell you what I'm actually up to because like you might copy yeah. me or my, like, like, I don't get it. Why do people do yeah. that? It's like, it's, it just doesn't make any sense in this world, right? At all. You know, maybe back in the day mm. when it was very, not even back in the day, like I just, I just don't get it anyway. So yeah, if anyone's got any good knowledge to share, yeah. pump it online, put yeah, it yeah. online because you know, somebody, if somebody's stealing it, that means it's good content. Yeah. That means it's good things. You're doing it wrong when no one's stealing your content. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, man, keep doing what you're doing. I think yeah. you've got a really, really good thing here. And I like the name as well. I need to read. Yeah. It's really, really catchy. Oh, I was, I was lucky with that. Honestly, I, I sort of, it just came to me and I started Googling and I was like, no one's got this. <laughs> I love anyway. that. <laughs> love that. That's so good. I sort of just sort of jumped straight on that. But um, yeah, it's been brilliant to chat with you. I don't know time-wise, are you you've got something at two? Is that correct? Or I do. Yes, absolutely. So I, yeah. I do have to shoot. But mate, yeah. it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, yeah, pleasure to, to virtually meet you. Likewise, and thank you so much for having me on. Where can people find you? If you tell people this is, this is your time to sort of get people to your to your page and all of my listeners, yeah. know that is. Uh, no worries. Yeah, look, if um, so, yeah, my name's Jack Ravel. I you can find me on Instagram. It's Jack W Ravel, or one word. Um, and yeah, I'm a mindset life coach, so I kind of uh, pump out stuff that's just motivational and, and aspirational and hopefully uh, inspirational as well for those that are watching it. And um, I am kind of what you see is what you get. So if anyone's interested in learning a bit more about me, head over to my Instagram and you can find out as much as you wish there. So that was the end of that conversation. I hope you guys took as much as I did from that conversation. He said it himself, inspirational, aspirational. He's a brilliant guy, very motivational. It was a really good conversation, which I 
enjoyed and I can't wait to get more guests on. Um, if you particularly enjoyed having the guests on and, and you feel like there's someone out there that you'd like for me to have a conversation with, do just let me know. Um, I'm more than happy to pester them with as many DMs as it takes until I get them on onto the podcast. But of course, if you're listening for the first time, you can follow the podcast at a need to read with the number two as opposed to the word two. And of course, if you've liked it, please do subscribe. If you rate the podcast, um, please give it five stars if you think it's worth five stars. If you don't think it's worth five stars, just don't rate it. My self-esteem can't handle it. But yeah, thank you very much for listening, guys. I look forward to having more guests on in the future and I'll be back soon with the weekly book review, which of course this week, as you heard in the podcast there, is Ross Edgley's The Art of Resilience. Bye-bye.